calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much for tuning into this interview for The Orphan's Investigation. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash orphans audio. There you can get a bunch more exclusive Orphans content. You can also follow us on social media at Orphans Audio, and you can head over to our website, orphanspod.com, for links for merchandise, Discord, and so much more. You're not gonna like go. You're not gonna. Are you gonna introduce it or are you gonna open okay, it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'll do, I'll just do a quick <coughs> intro if you just give me okay, a second. Cool. Give me a do, second. Do a quick yeah, intro. Yeah. I'll do a quick intro. <laughs> Ladles uh, and jelly spoons. God, welcome damn it. back to the damn it to the third take of this the, interview. Is it the third or is it the fourth? It's like the fourth. It might be the fourth. I think it's the fourth. May the fourth yeah. be with you. And this, because it is the fourth take, the fourth will be with us. Yeah. And There's no way this could go wrong uh, yeah. for a fourth time. Absolutely not. Uh, so we're here to talk a bit about uh, the orphans' investigation, oh, yeah. which honestly, the first time in any of these three takes that the orphans has even come up. Aren't you going to ask me about how I am? <laughs> Fuck. James, uh, you all right? <laughs> what a dumb question. Yeah, cool. Uh... <laughs> Terrible. So you started this uh, first. Orphan- you started this first take asking me how. Just like question one, how are you? What? I've got two options with that. I can tell you in high detail. Oh, not three. I can tell you in high detail how I am. I can, I can, I can conjure up some, some, some shaggy dog story, humorous but dark, <laughs> twisted but with a little edge of of light-hearted humor in there. Just really poking fun at some people who really shouldn't be poked fun at. Just go down a dark rabbit hole of of cruelty and despair, right? Or three, I could just be like, yeah, I'm good. In which case, what have we accomplished? It's a throwaway <laughs> line. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Great. I'm also yeah. pretty good. So Great. let's just... Move on. Right. The Orphans. Investigate. Sorry, hi. My name's James Barbarossa. I um. What am I? I do music for the orphans. You're the composer for the orphans. Yeah. You know, I I'm 
general Neat. assistant, pr- like assistant, Dude. occasional assistant director, occasional yeah. assistant screenwriter. Yeah. You know. Just... You are also the voice of Jeffrey. I am the voice of Jeffrey. And Hello. Amos. All right. And that, was, so, that was on the fly, that, my impressions of both of them. Right? I cannot remember their voices. And later on in this interview, you're going to ask me about tracks that I made, and I'm not going to remember those either. Yeah, no, no, you're really not. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know anything. I know nothing. You, you do stuff. You do work. Like, you go into a fugue state, and yeah, then you just immediately really fucking forget it. Like, yeah. it just leaves you. Everything goes when I finish anything. And then I send you back the masters, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's that pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> it's like all the memories of my relationships. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, great at the time, and then you know, on an on a on a boom. It, I don't know who you are, yeah, and you don't know me. We're done here. Oh, is this the end of the interview? No, no, I'm I'm recounting my my relationships. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, 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 James, the no, orphans investigate. You, you will know when we're professionally done uh-huh. because I will say, you and me, Zach. <laughs> yeah. We're Dunyan Rings professionally. James, the yeah. number of times you've said that. <laughs> exactly right. And we haven't been Dunyan 100%. Rings. <laughs> I would never say it and not mean it. That's a lie. Not once. That's like a catchphrase. <laughs> That's like your catchphrase. I don't understand. That's something you say constantly. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. You're confusing me. Okay. I'm, rem- I, I, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. The orphans' investigation. Yes. Um, yeah. take control of this interview, uh, dude. Uh, <laughs> All right. Say, you, I don't you, know if, if I'm ever in control when you're in the for room. Like a second. I'm just gonna spiral with it, aren't I? That's so clear. That's clear to you, and it, it's beyond <laughs> clear to me. So let's just. <laughs> Um, so this is the first series that you've done, Mm. uh, that we've done that's kind of outside of that, that kind of isolated environment. It's, it's in it, in a world in itself. That's not on the planet. Exactly. Not on, uh, Kane. Has it been named in the series? Uh, not in the series, but on, um, but on wiki it has on our wiki. Sure, sure, sure. So it's, it's canonical. Canonically, Kane. Brilliant. Also, in our our D and D game, we've referenced Kane. That's not been released though. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. But in my D and D game, like in, in your Ella, D&D game. our personal D and D game, sure, where sure, we, sure, sure, sure. it's essentially and that, like, and nothing's more canon no. than D and D. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Exactly right. Nothing can be more canon than D and D. And basically, if you aren't one of the four people, four or five people present yeah. for that, yeah, then then you don't know shit about the yeah, orphans. Basically, it's 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 me. <laughs> it's Ella. It's Liz Campbell. It's you Edley haven't even Knight. watched the show unless you are present for not this better, exclusive. Better. Really personal social gathering yeah. on your own time yeah. that you have declared as we record as them. You know, show canon. You record. We record them. We don't them? intend to do anything with them because I think we can... bonus things. I don't think the recording quality is good enough to release. Anyways, well, sure. um, I think it's more just for for record. Yeah, well, here's the thing: it's free content, and people don't have to listen to it. So you just go, True. these are sessions we recorded. And if you don't like the recording quality, then deal with them. Fair. 
Hmm. But like, you know. Anyways, watch the show. let's get back on topic. <sighs> what were your first impressions when you first read The Orphan's Investigation? I didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I have never any read impression. it. Yes, you did though. You did. My my impressions when I first read it were. I can't believe Zach is um, making me read while this. we are reco- while we were recording. No, but that's not true. You did read it before you. I remember because really? I put the scripts in your hand and said, "James, if you don't read this, I'll kill you." Yeah, but did I? Did you see me read it? I think you did because I think you finally like broke down and we're like, "Fine." Oh sure. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You don't remember that. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, it's, it's all gone. So what I'm were a your first impressions? <laughs> Tell me about your first impressions. I'm like a robot. The inve- that just auto deletes everything <laughs> at all time. No, okay, so you're like I, fucking Arium, except everything goes. Don't <laughs> bring Arium into this, dude. The the week, the two weeks of Star Trek Discovery <laughs> that have introduced and like given a heartfelt tragic goodbye to this random background character yeah. that just happened in real life. Great. I've never, I've never seen anything with more gall of a thing to do <laughs> as a writer, as a showrunner. You can be like, <laughs> the, here's someone you love. The, uh, you didn't the love layout, them before, but you love the them layout, now. By the way, the, zoinks! The beautiful backstory of a stranger. Tragic and beautiful. <laughs> and, ha- and just like, oh hey, you know this character? Yeah, everybody on this show loves her. And his personal <laughs> friends with her. Yeah. And here's some footage of them just hanging out and liking each other. Oh, and she's and dead good- now. Oh, fuck. Oh, I've killed her. Oopsie. That was poopsie. your fault. But no, it was your fault for loving her. Oh, you loved God. her, and thus she died. <laughs> we're off track again. Great. Jesus. Okay, um, what no, were your I'm, first, sorry, impressions, first impressions of, of reading investigation. the investigation script? Um,. I, I well, I mean, really, my first impressions of investigation as a whole mm. were that one scene from Facility with oh yeah 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 with Everson Strange. Strange in a spaceship, mm. and that one scene I just went hardcore into you know synths and ar- arpeggio synths yeah. And, all that stuff and that that really set the tone for me of like oh we're going yeah we're going cosmic with this next one it it really yeah i remember that scene a lot it was a big 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 moment i think for me interstellar travel right yeah yeah it was the track that was Um, good 
Like, uh, do you slowly regain the memory of the tracks, like, afterwards? No, I vaguely... Yeah. Yeah, I can I can vaguely remember... <clears throat> so I can remember some stuff. I can recall some things. Mm. I just... You know, as far as I'm concerned... Well, creatively, you, mm. you make stuff, and there's that phrase that I know I've said to you a lot, and mm. I say to basically everybody who creates stuff, because it's the ultimate bane of their... of a a creative's life Mm. is the inability to like pick up a new project because you know you're never gonna feel satisfied with it or it's never gonna top the last one or you're overthinking it rather than just making stuff and so Mm -hmm. it's the old adage of like art is never finished it's Mm -hmm. only abandoned right true yeah and so it's very much part of my psyche that like i just focus on this one thing and I I have to think about I have to recall all the previous motifs musically anyway, and so you just you you know I create a little storage bank in my brain of all these motifs and and I can't remember them normally, but then I'll tap in and be like, oh yeah, that's the like oh I need the motif for this. What was that? And then I look it up and I and I find it and I put it in, or I make or I go oh this motif comes to mind oh that was that that was from that person's theme or that character's theme mm. uh and so you, you know when I'm done I can't I can't just keep working on it forever cuz I'll never be satisfied so you just have to certain at a certain point pick a point where you go I'm done with this it's gone mm. and like you know I did the same with handing in essays at university just it's it's done now it's gone it's it's the past and then i just mm-hmm. i just immediately move on to something else and i've done that so often that you know if i want to revisit my work i almost have to revisit it from the point of view of somebody who just is, doesn't know it mm. or like or like has been told about it because if i sit and deconstruct it as the person that created it everything i'll listen to i'll think is bad did you have any kind of like times this season working that were like maybe more difficult than others? Oof. Um, yeah, I think there was there was one right. Um, there was there was a point that I I made a track. I can't remember what track it was. Might have been Take Off. <clears throat> Maybe. Or or something where I made a track and it sounded not what you mm. envisioned with the scene. Oh, yeah. No, I remember now what you're talking about. That was, um, that was the top of episode three. Right. Where they're, yeah. uh, they're they've got the, um, the first kind of warp out and they've got the ship yeah. coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when something is you know not not good the first mm-hmm. run, I have to take a hard reset on it. Yeah. Like, there's no soft reset. And so I, j- I and that's difficult for me. Like, I'll yeah. just have to go, all right, well, that's no good. And so every time I try to start again, I'll just start recreating the thing I did the first time. And it's... it's So I have to 
I have to do a, just a firm reset, and that often means just going away and like coming back. Yeah, another day, which is difficult to do because you have to motivate yourself to start. And if your motivation is right, I have to start doing this thing that I that was not good that one time. Yeah, it's a harder thing to come back to, and then you start on a negative, and it's it doesn't come out right, and the first sign of it going wrong is just like another sign of your own inadequacy. Hmm. You know? So that. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean, but then I guess you do, at the end of the day, pull it through, and you did end up yeah. coming out with a, with a yeah. great track, you know? Like, you get through it. You just have to... You just have to take... You just have to take the L sometimes, you know? Mm. Just gotta accept a, that, you know, not ev- not everything is gonna be a win. Well, I mean, like, how many scripts and how many outlines have I thrown out? Yeah, it's true. Like, this season, this, this upcoming season, mm. season two, you wrote three years ago? Yeah. While we were like hanging that. out yeah. in, like, living by the Bournemouth train station. And, yeah. like, <laughs> we hadn't, and nobody listened to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. it can't be the same as that because we've no. done this whole thing. But, you know, but from that between then, yeah. So it's, it, it, you know, you just have to move forward and you have to redo stuff. And and the thing is, is like when I decided, okay, I'm going to redo it. When I was when I was re redoing it, the outline yeah. and everything. Even then, I felt like the same thing where I was I was just going back and recreating the old thing. And it's like, yeah, nah, that's not what we're it doing. Doesn't work. Yeah. We're doing something else. I've got to find a fresh take on it because you can't unwalk. A part of the path you've walked down you've exactly you tread the grass down in the way that you've gone and so you when you walk out trying to walk a new way mm-hmm. you, if you follow your instincts which you should do as an mm-hmm. artist is you should follow your instincts a lot of your instincts are going to be the same instincts as last time and you have to go no 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 yep that's we're not doing that one yeah it, it, it yeah and it got easier kind of kind of the further along i went but kind of like yeah. when i was when I had that same jumping off point, which, you know, for, for people who've listened to Investigation is kind of the end of season one, the end of Investigation, that jumping off point, kind of, yeah, my 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 instincts went all the same places. And it's yeah. like, there is kind of there's some degree of, okay, I need to follow some of this, but then I also need to, like, break off from, from other bits of it. Yeah. Which I think I have done. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's... It's a good show, man. What is this? An interview of, of you now? I've just, I've got to Apparently, so like, I just hijack. You hijack intros. I hijack interviews. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, going back to the music. Um. Mm. Do you have any moments, kind of, in this season in facility that are so? Oh, wrong. <laughs> do you show. have any? Mo- do you have any moments, kind of, like in investigation that right. that stand out for you? Something you're quite proud of. Mm, now you've got to I mean, remember I remember them. feeling proud about them when I do them. Mm. Um, it's just remembering particular musical moments. I mean, well, okay. First thing that comes to mind was what we what we were talking about before was actually a, a slightly more difficult moment. Mm. Um, uh, philandering. Oh yeah, yeah. That so was the first I, track. I went into this show knowing that we were going to go for a more noir mm. um, take, and I was going to go for more of a, a 
slightly jazzier mm. version of what we've done before. Has heavy synths, slightly mm-hmm. jazzier. And so, because that was a thing I had never done before, mm. right? Not even close. Um, yeah, actually, I think the start of investigation was that. Well, maybe not. But I, there was a point in my. I may have even talked about this on the last uh, interview. I I have no musical training in any sure, way. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm no good. I don't. <laughs> it's not. True. I don't function. I'm. I'm not trained, even even remotely. Sure. And so, um, I remember being like, Yeah, but you're teaching yourself how to play the piano. So, like, how, how do about you chords just... work? Like, what's a chord? I was at the point where I was like, what is a chord? How does a chord work? And so I looked up one YouTube video. It was like a five-minute-long YouTube video about chords. And I watched maybe 20 seconds when they explained the difference between major and minor. And I'm like, that's all I need. Uh, (laughs) But but then I was like... but, But I then had to come back later that day and be like, jazz chords. And it's just like, oh... You're like one it's like one three five and six are the mm. notes that you have to play for a, for one of those chords and i'm just like all right well i know that now and, and then you did it and so i, I that was I, I made the decision that i was going to do the first track or a track in that mm. um in that first episode of I'm just going to go, like, no tempo. I'm going to fit the tempo to the scene. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it crazy jazz, and I'll see what comes out, and I'll Mm. throw myself in at the deep end. And philandering was what was produced. And it's quite an uncomfortable song. Yeah. But I feel like it's it was for an uncomfortable exchange Mm -hmm. between Richard and this woman and so i was that was one that i you know i made it and I, and I was really waded halfway through that particular maya and just was like i don't know why i'm doing this or what is happening right now mm. and why musically i've i've made these choices but i just have to like pull through and when i got to the end of it what i what i made was you know it did what I wanted to do, and mm. in the the tracks later on, I'm you know, it, I I knew that the later tracks would be more formal than that one, and so when mm. I got into the groove of the show of that season's like musical style, mm. I knew I was like, all right, well now 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 I can you know th- this does have a structure, this does have a function, and I went back to philandering, and I was like, yeah, this is that that's just one track that. I decided mm. to do that way, but if you throw yourself in at the deep end like that, it doesn't always work out. Um, Sink or swim. But then later in that episode, uh, Rick's theme, right? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which is what was it? Three thousand. Three thousand. Five thousand credits. Five thousand credits. Yeah. So it was, which was an absolute ripoff of um of like uh fields of gold the good bad and the ugly um yeah. but nevertheless uh i was very proud of that one and so every moment where i have that same rick's 
sort of swell Richard was well, not he's not called Rick in the show but in no, my Richard, brain yeah. in my brain he's Ranger Rick and that was how I'm that was what I in, yeah. that was what I put into that track and so every time I've got that sort of Ranger Rick style swell I'm quite like oh that's pretty good and yeah, I invented yeah, yeah. I like made that synth for that that sort of sounds like I call it Stella Steam Whistle I think mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and that just that that sort of signifies gives a very western feel but then i also Definitely. had a strange activity for yeah. diana and so a lot of times i'm finding some blend between diana's theme and and richard's theme and then axel's theme yeah. later on and axel's theme's great because axel's theme works um double time and single time right so it, like it works as part of this sl- very slow chordal mm-hmm. change but it also works with these lots of little notes flittering around can you tell i'm not professionally musically no, but it's, it's, by the, by it's the, good to know the I words i use uh but yeah like and so finding those blur th- th- those mm. those moments where where two themes work perfectly yeah almost often by accident on my part i mean yeah the number of um, times that you've messaged me and said i don't know how i've done this but uh i but found these, these two, two together themes perfectly. go together perfectly <laughs> i think i must in some way know what i'm doing right sure. because i'm following this again i'm following the same instincts mm. every time i know what feeling i'm trying to get for each character and yeah. in the back of my brain i i have all this mu- these music vaguely memorized and it, it, you know, and it it comes out muscle memory when I start the process of making them a track. And so I, I, yeah, I often find that I've fit two themes together perfectly well. Like it happened yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm creating a speculative track for season two. Yeah, right. Uh, another uh, lyrical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we'll and, talk about that in a second. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily want it but it's about a certain <laughs> character yeah uh it's and i made the, the start of this track yeah and then i realized that it was that character's theme was just yeah. fit to slot perfectly in there <laughs> and i'm like oh it's because i'm making Great. this character and i'm summoning the same feelings about this character that yeah i've always summoned every time i've made every track involving yeah. them so I think those are probably quite pr- quite proud moments because I Definitely. just go, oh, this is functional, mm. or maybe maybe some of the tracks where I where it's a lot of layers, but yeah, they, they they still work because that makes me feel like I've actually got more complex in my in my music. I mean, your music than... has definitely got more complex from facility to investigation. I think, yeah, and so those are moments I'm proud of because they make me feel like I'm a functional composer that actually does stuff sure rather than just like well because i started this just i i did geometrically fabricated yeah where i just like off the bat at your place once when we were in uni <laughs> literally on my bed messing just around like, in garage band yeah and so that was sort of like it was made to order right or or i was pitching it to you mm. like hey i've got this song you can mm. use that and in my head at that point i'm like oh i can just regularly make tracks and we'll drop them in 
but then for facility you're just like hey could you do the entire soundtrack and i wanted to do it so i was like yeah yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but sure (laughs) i can certainly i can certainly try try. yeah (laughs) right i can definitely try to do that (laughs) and so when i get a song that i think sounds like it's it's when you master you you run it through the mastering process yeah and then you send it back to me like a week or two later and yeah. I listen to it and I don't immediately go oh god I this sounds like garbage <laughs> I'm like oh that's that's pretty good those are moments yeah. I'm proud of and you you wrote a song this season you wrote oh, a song god. with lyrics it was so weird that's so weird that I've done that <laughs> it's not a full song but I'm planning on. Maybe one day, ma- I'm, I'm planning on making a full version of this song for this sh- Outer for Sky. season two. Yeah, no, for season two. Oh, I'm oh, planning on making yeah. A full version of this new track, and so I guess I'll go back and make a full version of Outer Sky because it's what yeah. I'm thinking about. But yeah, that's like a song. Yeah, with lyrics, and you wrote the lyrics, you did all the production, and then it yeah. was sung by Headley Headley Knights yeah, from yeah, Space yeah, Jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that. I thought I was like. I, uh, when you played me his voice, I'm like, I feel like I know this guy's voice. Yeah. And then you inter- you introduced him to me as like the guy that sang Outer Sky, and yeah. I was like, oh cool. And then I met him again at some other event. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, this is Headley. He does uh, we fix space junk? I'm like, oh cool. And in my brain, two different people. <laughs> yeah. No, same person. <laughs> Absolutely two people. Two different people. And then <laughs> I met them for a third. I met him for a third time at, at Pod UK. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's, that's both of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, oops. But no, it was cr- it was crazy. I, it was crazy cool to to get somebody to actually sing a thing that yeah. I wrote. You know. Also, really big moment in the season for Richard. I think you know, like yeah. a really pivotal and important moment for him in that. Mm. Mm. Just um, finding a finding a joy in a small thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's the basis of good character, right? It's humanization. I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's uh, we held that for like what a couple minutes of just yeah. Richard listening to a song, yeah. which I feel like is a is a crazy thing. Like that's a big amount of time in a twenty minute episode. In that's a like podcast, what, yeah, ten percent of the episode. Yeah, like is just him listening to a song, and it's just like, well, couldn't you but be doing better with these the are humans. These are human beings. Like, yeah, no, because if you, if you, yeah, well, if I think if you get hung up on making every scene, mm. every single scene, mm. hyper functional, yeah. and every beat is hyper functional, mm. and well, no, well, 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 humanization is functional. Yeah. It's, it's showing an aspect of a character which you need to show in order to create yeah. a person, and so I, yeah, I think it has purpose. But let's not sit. Let's definitely. not sit around and uh, let's not sit around and, and fluff up our our egos on every <laughs> single creative choice we make. Like whether <laughs> we're goddamn like people just don't make humanized characters anymore. And I think Ugh. our choice to to do twenty five straight minutes of this guy <laughs> listening to a song that I wrote was really the the best use of the audience's time. And I get to decide yeah. that. Yeah. I get to make I get to make that choice. <laughs> well people seem to respond to that and they really yeah, liked it. I think people liked it. So that's So good. that's the important thing. Um so I, I wanted to uh, ask a bit about um yeah. 
the acting that you did this season. Yeah. Um, not Jeffrey. Not Although Jeffrey. I did some Jeffrey as well. You played Amos Dent. Yeah. Uh, the voice actor. character that <laughs> you came up with. Yeah. Once no, no. How did how did Amos ago. come into being? It was just well, me. Just me, me, me being dumb, <laughs> me being the stupid, stupid person, and chucking my phone around really yeah. nilly, uncaring yeah. for my property, and yeah, and, and you just said now, so I've learned my lesson. Yeah, but you said no, you haven't. You absolutely nah, haven't. Nah, you right. Um, um, yes, you said to me, I want to play the drunken, <laughs> robe-wearing <laughs> yeah. voice actor. Work. Yeah, well, because it it so, works so well in Galaxy Quest. In <laughs> Galaxy Quest, just yeah. like the the main character is just this like drunken actor who plays the hero. Yeah, and I just was like, would it, it would be very funny to play? Just like I wear a robe and I'm drunk all the time, and I just throw stuff about. And this character is just <laughs> trash, but he like plays the voice of of such a different character to himself yeah. right like he has to he has to absolutely put on a voice to yeah. be Je- like jeffrey is so refined and every it's not word his is voice deliberate anyway uh, but he just like mumbles and gibbers but i i also wanted to do a funny moment where he drunkenly just does a jeffrey impression yeah right where it's not and he even can't good. do one it's not good because he can't do it <laughs> it's just no explanation for this character at all just like oh, uh, hello i'm jeffrey like you can't yeah. even do it you can't even get do up Amos. because he because he did it in like one <laughs> like maybe maybe one week's worth of like marathon recording sessions yeah. for the you know for the collective and then stops. never again but like everybody hears his voice constantly including him but that was the conception of this character obviously yeah and uh He's become more of a part of the show now, mm-hmm. and he has a come back. a story purpose. He is, you know, he's going to be relevant, or is yeah. he? Yeah, I don't know. What can I say about that? I mean, we just Probably said nothing, he right? was going to be. Yeah, he's relevant. Um, he's a relevant story character. He is a relevant story character. You know, now. he's part. He's definitely relevant. You know, he's relevant to the investigation plot anyway. And he you will know, be in season two. Away. I haven't written him into season two yet. Uh, well, 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 I'm not there yet. But you know his arc. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got. Oh an arc. yeah. Everyone has uh, an arc apart from the characters that we we don't ha- give an arc to. Yeah, that's how arcs work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so, what was it like, kind of recording Amos? Because we had kind of there were two recording sessions. We did pickups, but we also had like difficult, one recording session. Difficult, that was actually, genuinely crazy. difficult because. Um, it's such an improvised character. Yeah, and so I, you know, you can't you do separate takes of the same <laughs> improvisation, and it, you know, it doesn't necessarily summon the same energy. You know, mm. like. It's like catching lightning in a bottle, dude. <laughs> I throw out this absolute gold, this unique, like perfect. Uh, no, but do you remember when you did like that absolutely perfect? You can only take, do that, once. and then I didn't record it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's horrible. 
Yeah, well, so you just, you know, so that was, it was difficult. And like going back and re-recording same bits of improvisation. And we had to do that like, yeah, there was a time we had to do retakes for that. Like, yeah, a lot of retakes. Months, months, just months ju- just simply because of recording quality on that first session, I think. Yeah, it, it, we we had a plan to record it in the studio in the back, but it's not weatherproof really, so no, there was a was lot raining. of rain. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, I just came up to London and re-recorded all of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like yeah, it's a big mishmash of like kind of like stuff from that session yeah. retakes, and we tried to kind of match it as best we could and kind of keep the energy of the but scene. That's, uh, again, that's just the coming together of lots of factors of the the mm. rain and and being very improvisational and yeah you know but i think yeah it, it was interesting and i'm looking forward to playing that character possibly again yeah me too you know i'm also looking forward to Wait. getting back to jeffrey like original jeffrey so yeah, i've done original OG jeffrey Jeff. for years well like the thing is yeah years. That's the thing with most of the cast. I think, like you know, you know, Nor- Amy is quite nervous to go back to OG Nora. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think the the headspace we have to get into is it being very naturalistic, because that yeah. first season was designed to be very naturalistic, and 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 yeah. you've got this disconnect between these very naturalistic people and yeah. these almost like caricature copies of them throughout yeah. the universe just like infinite weird variations and bizarre yeah. you know <laughs> like everyone and the bill like the weirdest array of richards and the bill of course the bill who no one know about and they're gonna find out and, about oh well yeah but well we'll make it eventually and so this interview is gonna make sense but the bill oh, absolutely right? come back in two years and you'll be like ah oh, yes so Maybe. just so many uh, so many richards like so many just a ridiculous done, amount like you know and so everyone's got like, these weird little caricature duplicates of these and so i think yeah it is going to be difficult to go back to these original characters but i mm. think it's quite it, i think once we get into the hang of it because really what the the issue is is that you can conceive of who vass is mm as a version of Nora and you can see you can you can conceive of whoever's is as a version of Nora mm. in your brain so I think once we get into the swing of the original characters I think our problem with them right now is that we can't conceive of who they are firmly mm. at like we're looking at them like oh what what caricatured version of this character is it but, but it not. is just they're the character a, it's a person it's yeah. the it's the naturalistic version of them, mm-hmm. and so when we get into the hang of it, we'll we'll I think we'll it will it's like with Jeffrey, you know, I had to do very over the top evil mm. Jeffrey, and yet normal Jeffrey is just sort of like, yes, I am a robot. Yeah, very much so. Very true. And um, I think that works because he starts off in that season very over the top. Mm. And he becomes more naturalistic. So for my own yeah. acting, I feel like I, I can conceive of that pretty well. And I think we just have to work on making sure that, you know, naturalistic Nora is a is a clear version of Nora in the minds yeah. of, of us. Because obviously she's a clear version of Nora in the show. You know, she's yeah. such a strong character. They're all such strong characters. And you, you can but clearly tell who they are as people. But it's it's acting method, right? Yeah. Of like... 
you know, you can get yourself in the headspace of, oh, I'm going to be incredibly posh Richard now. And then the headspace of, oh, I'm going to be, you know, quite sort of gunslinger Richard now. Mm. And just to get into the head of, like, normal person Nora Mm -hmm. might be slightly more difficult. Yeah, agreed. But Um, I think that's a challenge we can overcome quite easily. Yeah. Agreed. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, for some, you know, uh, we've already started recording with, with, I've already started recording with Laura yeah. for Olivia. So, uh, I think we're, we're, we're getting there. Oh, but are you ready to record Olivia Gwynplaine at <clears throat> some point? That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be real fun. Okay. It's the absolute reverse for, for Laura. <laughs> She's got to go from normal naturalistic to just insane, ape, ape insane. Just like horse, mad horse, crazy dude. <laughs> Just right off the rails. So, um, why yeah, don't you tell everyone a bit about what you've got coming up uh, in our uh, orphans world? Orph- what I'm writing. Yeah, orphans X. Is that what, is that the is that the is that the working That's title the working that we're going to tell everyone? Let me be clear. All right, we we have a firm definitive title but i'm but we're but we're gonna you know it, it's it's subject to change but yeah cannot stress this enough 100 percent committed to the title we've chosen all right i am <laughs> married to the title we've chosen but i'm willing to cheat <laughs> you know it's it's set in stone right it's absolutely set in stone we have decided it's a hundred percent it's not going to change now but you know it's like liquid stone, right? It's like cement. You know, cement I mean, is you, liquid you stone. You definitely right? changed the title during production. Yeah. Cement is liquid stone, right? Yeah. Cool, cool. Because <laughs> I got this, like, I. I got a sh- I got this loan shark of sorts on my back, right? And he has like fifty cubic tons of stone is what he wants, and not a not a kilogram more. So I've got a hundred cubic tons of cement, and I'm really hoping that that's gonna satiate him because I could lose my legs over this dude <laughs> for real. What are you talking about cement, <laughs> liquid stone is what I'm talking about. I feel like that's quite that's perfectly clear. <laughs> what your issue is so what's uh what's orphans x <laughs> oh oh okay well i mean i was just trying to talk about problems in my life with my friend but <clears throat> <laughs> yeah this uh this show i guess <laughs> uh orphans x it's no so orphans uh well i don't have i there's two titles, and I'm bouncing back and forth between them. Yeah. May even end up on a on something completely different. But for now, um, it's Orphans X. For now, working title Orphans X. It's um, it's a Xavier based mm-hmm. season. Hence um, X. It, it, hence X. It's so it's gonna firmly it's gonna firmly feature a, a Xavier unit and a Charles unit and a Catherine unit because I feel like we gave some some protagonist time to everybody else um, that we haven't necessarily given to Xavier and to Charles and to Catherine. And so fundamentally, I really want to... I want to explore Xavier as a, as a, as a more humanized character mm. because, yeah, you, you have these... You, you know what Xavier is as a character. He's an assassin. And Charles is very 
diplomatic and and not always in a trustworthy way and Catherine as a replacement for the Olivia's so I just want to I want to explore those as I want to explore interesting takes on those people Mm -hmm. and try and find something you know I want to try and find something valuable in a, in Xavier. I mm-hmm. want to find something valuable in Charles. And and in, you know, it, I guess it won't be too much of a spoiler to say a collective Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like a Charles that worked for the collective. Yeah. And... I want to find something valuable and human in in the in a collective officer. I want to mm-hmm. find something valuable and human in a Xavier, which is so mired in like just he's clearly so prone to violence mm-hmm. as a strain that it just comes so naturally to them. So how and I think if if I can try and tell a humanized if you can if 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 this character can find redemption in themselves then you can find redemption in anyone and i believe that and that's sort of the story i want to tell uh Mm -hmm. is i want to explore um redemption i want to explore Mm -hmm. finding an identity in a world where your identity is written out for Mm -hmm. you if something's written indelibly Mm -hmm. on your mind on your heart as a human as a person which i think we're all we all have parts of ourselves that we have to square with who we want to be and so yeah i want to explore that i want to explore masculinity in a way Mm. because that's a topic i'm i think we're both interested in Mm -hmm. um and yeah i really want to that's more or less what I want to go for is is finding you know finding something worthwhile in people who there would otherwise be not necessarily something worthwhile in. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like the sound of the series. I think everyone else is gonna really enjoy the series when it's yeah. when I've it's created done. a lot of characters for it that have bled in. Yeah. To to all the stuff you've done. Yeah. Um, it's very much like being like part of our writing process right now yeah. is weaving them together. It's like yeah. making sure that they're woven into the same world and consequences yeah, yeah. from one flow into another. Yeah. And I think, you know, initially this is the process of me like taking your world and and taking your characters mm. and making new versions of those. Mm-hmm. And so it's I think it's quite natural for that to go the other way. Yeah. Of like, you know, these f- people fit into your into your series as well. This yeah, is all part definitely. of the same show. I you mean, know, yeah, we've got Charles Ma- uh, not Charles Mackinoff, uh, Xavier Mackinoff mm-hmm. uh, coming up in um, in season two, who is uh, a fundamental creation of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in the live show which i think we recorded did we not we did we did we haven't released it yet we're I think planning on release will be released yeah but uh olivia gwynplaine olivia gwynplaine dicky bow fundamentally dicky bow as well dicky bow is great i love i love that idea mm. that i 
just did as a goof. Whoops. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but I love him as a character. And so, yeah, yeah I think it's going to be interesting to do another take. And I hope, you know, I, I hope that people enjoy my writing as much as they enjoy the rest of the show. I think they will. I hope so. Right. I want to, um, yeah. Great. Shall we say goodbye to all of our our friends on the internet? Yes, internet friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, internet friends. We love uh, you. Well, let's you know. Let's not go into let's we not go into parasocial relationships, you. right? Like you shouldn't be encouraging that sort of emotional bond between people who fundamentally don't know each other. I feel like there has to be. We I feel like there has to be a more. You. A hybrid version of a professional and personal relationship between internet creators and the people who enjoy their content. You know, this is a new... love you. It's a new medium. (laughs) I don't think we necessarily need to infect it with parasocial, pseudo-emotional jargon. We we enjoy that you enjoy... We we, we hope that we can create more stuff that you enjoy, and we're glad that you enjoyed it. We've met a few of you now. Yeah, lovely people. And you're all great. Yeah. Keep an eye on our Twitter and our our social media and uh, our feed uh, to see if we ever do any other kind of live events, because, you know, I'm talking to some people, but maybe doing some more. Nothing in stone, nothing firmed up, but uh, potential, potential stuff. So keep an eye. We'd love to see you. So I guess in that sense, I, lo- mm. I, I love all of you. As yeah. no, fundamentally, okay. we live in a the human body is a is a casket of feelings. Only our only our own <laughs> personal motivations and feelings matter, and all other people are just puppets. Yeah, puppets right. for my enjoyment. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And that's what you are, Zach, and that's what that's what all, all the people who listen to this show are. <laughs> you you mean nothing to me? Sure. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah, no, I, 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 I yeah, I, pre- I, we, we appreciate you. You guys yeah. are, you guys are great. Bye. What a weird note to end this on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna stop the recording now. Sure. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.